Hello everyone and welcome to The Femaling Show. I'm your host, Nicole Goodman, and I'm a woman's identity expert and coach. As women, we fall into three phases of identity through our adult life, and during these, our challenges can look pretty similar. Now, regardless of what cycle of life you fall into, whether you are from the age of 24 to 32, 32 to 40, or 40 to 50 plus, here at Femaling, I will be talking to you about the real struggles we all face and secretly struggle with. Through honest conversation, you will learn how to accept yourself, understand yourself, and be yourself. So let the femaling adventure begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Femaling. And this is an episode I am incredibly excited about. Yes, I know I say that every week, but truly, I am so excited by my guest this week. I am joined by fashion stylist, body positivity activist, mum of two, and an absolute massively supporter of women, Stevie B. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So a bit of background as to how you and I came into contact with each other, because we've never met up until about 20 minutes ago. This is true. We are what I like. We've courted on Instagram, haven't we? I love that. (laughs) That's why I love Instagram, yeah. Yes, it's so powerful and we became friends and we very quickly uncovered that we have very similar interests in what we want for women and a very similar mission in life. Definitely. Um, And then I asked you to come on my podcast and here you are. Yes. So normally at the top I start my podcast with the title but we couldn't come up with one but it's going to come. It will. It will. It's going to come throughout the episode. Um, but for you listening at home, just know that I've asked Stevie to come on so we can talk about all things body positivity, um, women empowerment, how to have a great relationship with your body, how to love yourself and be yourself, and ultimately just how to feel good in your own skin. So I'd like to ask you, off the top, how did you get into all of this body positivity movement, this women empowerment, how did it all begin for you? So, I have been somebody that has battled with my body from a very young age, Um, being the tallest out of all my friends, being sort of the biggest, and have spent pretty much my whole life trying to lose weight. So, through the gym, you name it, we have a joke with some of my girls, so uh, Weight Watchers, all all the obvious... um, you know, different crash diets. The funniest was um, a Paul McKenna one, which was something to do with uh, mindful eating. So after every mouthful, you put your cutlery down, you have to chew like, I think it was like 40 times, something ridiculous. And I sat there doing that with a group of friends. And I was so excited by it because I could eat like a cheeseburger and chips or, or whatever. And that's what I ordered. And I was still losing weight. But I've tried everything, basically. Um, so it was all in a bid to be smaller. Yes, yes. And it worked, and there's, you know, I can look back at some pictures with, you know, a bit of a six-pack and really skinny, and whenever I was that size, people were never that complimentary. It was more like a bit of a shock, like, because I am five foot ten, yeah. and my body naturally is about a 14, when I go that size, it just doesn't match up. I look a bit vacant in my face. Right. and How do you feel when you're that size? Um, like, physically? Physically... I, th- I thought it brought me happiness. So recently I was that size for a good three years after my little, my last, my baby. And um, 
then I sort of become unhappy and just not very strong. So like mentally, kind of go into like this depressed slump. And I didn't realise, I didn't relate the two. So I've suffered with depression twice, once when I was 27 and once at like recently, like 34-ish. And then it took working uh, with a a therapist to realise that both those times in my life, I was at my slimmest. Um, when I was at my slimmest, I, I like sort of lost having my period and went to various specialists. One this time round, a couple of years ago, told me to lose more weight um, because because my BMI because of my height and my weight's always been quite heavy. Yeah. However, looking at me, I walked in, you know, like size twelve jeans, baggy, which doesn't sound that, but for me, that that wasn't right. Really gaunt. And she went, oh, I think you could do with losing half a stone. Oh, my God. Thank goodness, though, it didn't affect me because I'm quite strong and I knew that in my gut that wasn't the right thing to hear. It didn't, you know. But if that's the message that's coming from our health system... That's what I mean. ...then that is... Yes. ...massively problematic. Yes. And there's something that I really want to share with you, too, mm-hmm. that you've just highlighted to me, that mm-hmm. I've been depressed once in my life, mm-hmm. really massively depressed, mm-hmm. and it was also when I was at my smallest wow. and at my leanest and at my most obsessive... Right. ...about my weight. Yeah. Got goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> that must mean it's true. Yes. Whenever I get goosebumps, yes. I say, oh, it's the truth, the truth here. Um, so, wow. So You're already uncovering something. So, me. yeah. So, that's that's kind of what happened. And working through a process, which is still so new, I sort of stopped weighing myself about six or seven months So, ago. this is what I want so to get into. Gone. This is why I'm just... I think this is so juicy. This yes. piece. Yes. Going from this constant dieter, yes. this... Putting your cutlery down after every mouthful, you know, and yeah. the constant crash diet, because I've yeah. been there. Yes. And there's so many women yes. that have been there. And there's yes. so, you know, and I'll probably go there and maybe more. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a, an absolute, such a common factor mm-hmm. for women in our society today. And it's all in a bid to be smaller. Mm-hmm. So I am so curious to know. Mm-hmm. She's smiling. <laughs> um, I'm so curious to know how you went from that to someone who is just totally now um, into body positivity and really embracing all that you are? I think it's because having that period of depression, it's such a challenging time and it's not worth it. So, for example, I think Kate Moss once said, wasn't it, like, there's no better feeling, I can't remember the exact quote, there's no better feeling than being skinny or the food's not, whatever, something like that. And I just think it's almost the opposite Women are striving to be... So I was striving to be this size. I was yeah. putting my jeans in the tumble dryer for three years. You know, if you take your jeans out of the wash, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't have... Like, that That brought me joy for a split second. Like, yeah. everything, you know... Well, what do you think it represented to you to be able to get on these really tight, stiff jeans? I just... I think we're so, we've got it so drilled into our heads that being our slimmest brings happiness... And the reason why I can help women and now shout about this is because I can tell you it doesn't. Yes, it doesn't. Me being my curvy true self now is the happiest I've been in such a long time. Prime example, on the way here, so I knew I had to eat something to give me a bit of energy, popped to Starbucks and was going to get a scrambled egg box because it's quite healthy. Give me a They'd run out. So I thought instead of not getting anything, there was um, a pan of raisin there. I would never, ever have done that in a million years, like, or almost been embarrassed for, for another, yeah. oh, if a woman sees me ordering that, I'm a woman, I shouldn't be doing that, I should be getting a salad or some fruit. Yeah, that, that's all this, this mental chat in my yes. head. Yes. I ate the pan of raisin, I'm here and I'm happy, like nothing 
you know. How does it feel like to be able to to be able to have the freedom to eat the pan or raisin? That's, that's the perfect word. Yeah, it's freedom. Yeah, and and freedom of being out for dinner and looking at the menu and not thinking. I'm going to have a super food. I love being healthy. Like, my fridge is full of vegetables. I believe in health for women. I, I, like, 80% of the time. But if I see a pan of raisin and they don't have a scrambled egg box, I'm, I can eat that and not feel guilty. But it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we are allowed to eat the pan of bloody raisin. <laughs> exactly. We are. Exactly. But because of all the messaging around that tells us that women have to look prettier, be better be smaller in order to fit in and in order to belong, whatever the fuck that means, excuse my French. But that, that's, that's the messaging everywhere, everywhere. Not just from advertising and social media, it's, it's in and amongst our social groups and our peers. So it is such a revolutionary act to be able to stand there, and I totally hear you and get it, be able to stand there in Starbucks and from an empowering place to order something that you would never have allowed yourself before it that's it and that's the key word through all of this that i've worked through is freedom so i think to to stop that chatter and be able to focus on something else i ate it i'm here and now i get to talk about something positive so focusing on this podcast rather than the fact that maybe i'm a tiny bit bloated from a pano raisin yeah whereas a year ago in my head how dare I eat that? What, what, like, you know, yeah. a million things going through my mind. I always say that um, no one is, it's a bit of a morbid thought, but I think it gives a really nice perspective. No one is going to stand up at your funeral in your eulogy and talk about how thin you were. And if they do, you've done something very wrong as a human being. Couldn't if that's all they can say about you. Absolutely. It's how you make people feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we know this, right? So... The people that are listening to this now, they'll say, I know that. Yes, I know that, but but I still want to be thinner. And there's always that but. I believe it's just learnt behaviour and social conditioning. Um, our parents' generation, my mum, she still doesn't get it. She's so proud of me. Um, so proud. But she doesn't get it. She's, she's doing this thing at the moment, sorry mum, that... She won't eat anything until one o'clock in the afternoon. The diet, the fasting thing. I, I, I mean, I'm shaking my head. I could have done this many, like, you know, that's just one of the things. And she's teeny tiny, but she, again, should be a size 12. She, her, her natural shape. I feel like we all know our natural yes, size and shape. Yes. And we should try to accept that and try and not strive to be something else. And I, I love that you said we should try to accept that. Actually, we must accept that because in the acceptance, that's where the freedom was Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. And not only freedom, I now feel so empowered to help other people to do that. Yeah. Well, you can tell by your Instagram feed. It's just, it's so empowering. Thank you. In fact, how did we, I don't know how we came across one another. I'm do not, you know? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I found you and it's just, I think it's very refreshing you have a very refreshing outlook and similar, I don't know, core beliefs and the, the, just love of women, I, I think. Well, I've worked with women all my life, mm-hmm. so there's not one thing that's come out of a woman's mouth I have not heard, and I'm sure it's similar. For how, how long have you worked with women? Oh, yeah, so I've been a stylist for nearly 20 years, and I think that's also what's got me going with this, is because uh, women undress in front of me, they dress in front of, you know, they pull apart themselves in front of the mirror. 
I do what I can to try and help that. So I come, it's like, it's like a therapy session, really. Three yeah. times a week I'm doing, you know, personal shopping or styling and it's just trying to help women to focus on what's great rather than pull themselves apart. Yeah. It's so sad to see. But it's... And, and I did it. That's the funny thing. So I was a hypocrite for all this time, but it's literally been, honestly, working with a therapist the last six months, stopped weighing myself. So I was weighing myself every morning if I was one pound or two pounds heavier, my children would be affected because yes. I'd be in a mood. So I'd come out yes. of the scales, put your school clothes on, like, yeah. or put your school clothes on. I'm a pound lighter in my head. The world can smile today. Because of weight. And it's, it, that's the thing as well. Numbers. Numbers on a scale. Yeah. Numbers in your clothes. Yeah. Numbers of age. Yes. All these things numbers. that women in particular, yes. financial, you know, it, it all kind of just trying to let go of, of numbers. I love that. Mm. and I always used to, I mean I, I don't weigh myself particularly anymore in fact full disclosure I have started weighing myself a bit recently mm-hmm. um, and I'm alright with it but I didn't weigh myself for a very very long time because I wasn't alright with it very similar to you yes. like it would dominate whatever that number was on that scale it would dominate my entire being and my entire day mm-hmm. and I just got so pissed off with it like no a machine does not get to tell me how I can feel about myself mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> it might be masochistic now when I stand on the scales it's for me because I don't really care what the number says unless it's like it's something I just unless it's something absolutely ridiculous but I'm pretty much aware of what it's going to say within the within the space of 10 pounds yes. either way yeah or a stone either way mm-hmm. so my work is about stepping on that scale and not letting it mean anything apart from just a number mm-hmm. and I found that so empowering to be able to stand off the scale because I'm much heavier than I'm a stone heavier than I used to be mm-hmm. when I was at my smallest and my leanest and my most obsessive as we mm-hmm. talking about um, and sometimes I look back and I think all of that all of that life that I gave up all of that all of the social arrangements I said no to all of the times that I was having the colds and the coughs and all the times that I didn't put my kids to bed because I was so obsessively in the gym for a stone for yeah. a stone yeah for what and you admitted just now before you weren't even happy at that I was so because mm. well, I wasn't doing anything and I wasn't hanging out with the people that I love mm-hmm. and when I was hanging out with the people that I love I was obsessing about what they were eating mm-hmm. and obsessing about what I wouldn't allow myself to yes. eat so there was no as you said freedom yes there but I think what we're both admitting now is the same as millions of women over the world someone came up to me in the gym this morning um, and I mentioned this to you briefly and she said I've got one for you (laughs) she wasn't listening to this Um, I've got one for you and I said yeah she goes body dysmorphia what what do you think about body dysmorphia in women Mm -hmm. and I said well actually I'm going to put the question to you what do you think about body dysmorphia in women Um, so 90% of my clients are women and I'd say 85% of them have it wow listen that's not literally a proper statistic but that's the way it works so they'll see something that just isn't there and I think that's the thing about this body acceptance like I feel like it's easy for me to to say these things and say oh I don't like or I did I have an issue with stretch marks or cellulite or or whatever because I have those things but there's women who are a size six who are clients of mine who look like 
superstars and feel exactly the same yes. way as me. Yes. And I, and I think that that's really an important issue. No matter what size or how anybody looks, their issue is just as big as mine. Big, it, does that make sense? Am I making sense? You're not only making sense, you're like you're like giving me goosebumps oh. all down my body because <laughs> I've always said yes. that it's not about what size you are. And coming from my mouth, where I'm a healthy size 8, yes. um, for someone who is maybe a size 16, mm-hmm. to hear me say that, they would. It, it's probably really annoying to hear me say, well, it's all right for you because you're a size 8. Um, but when I was a size 6, mm-hmm. and sometimes bordering on a 4 in yeah. some things, which, by the way, was the mark of success, right? Um, I... Had never hated my body more, mm-hmm. and I had never been more consumed by what I look, uh, what I look like. And by the way, I still feel a lot of shame in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that shame reminds me of how much I would never go back there. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to use that in a healthy way. Yes. So I absolutely, completely agree with you that it's not about what size you are and I just want to shout out to the women that are listening yes. to this that are struggling with yes. this that whether you are an 8 a 10 a 14 an 18 a size 22 yeah. Yeah. if you are in the mindset of hating your body mm-hmm. guess what you are going to hate your body yeah. because it's about how you feel about yourself and nothing to do with what you mm-hmm. look like completely agree I think I just went off on a tangent about the um, body dysmorphia thing but yes I, I, I really agree I think it's important for people of all sizes. I mean, there's so many wonderful accounts on Instagram now of, of women that are particularly big. And, you know, they're in bikinis. And But I think those women's issues and how they've come through are exactly the same as yeah. somebody that looks like a supermodel. Um, and I see it all the time. With You know, I won't mention names, but celebrities I dress and people think they've got these perfect lives and they're as confident as anything. 90% of women that I deal with are not happy in their bodies. So I just feel like a change needs to... Ha- I feel like a change is happening. Conversations like these. A change is happening, but it's not happening quickly enough and vastly enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've watched women also look in the mirror for 26 years in, in my hairdressing uh, salon, and it's exactly the same. I've never heard a woman say, and I've said this on this podcast many, many times, I've never heard a woman say oh, I look great today, or I feel great about myself today, or, God, don't I look pretty today? And anything remotely positive, doesn't even have to be about their appearance, just anything remotely positive. They don't have, we don't know how to do it. And when we do do it, because I am um, a stickler for this in my coaching sessions, and they hate me for it, <laughs> because it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable to admit something good about yourself because people are so worried about coming across as conceited, big-headed, arrogant... And therefore they will then, at the risk of sounding any of those things or being any of those things, they put themselves down to such a degree. Absolutely. And that's the piece that needs to change. We all need to be comfortable about people, women, celebrating themselves. I love that. It's so Me true. Me too. I'm like, <laughs> I need to write that down. Do it. We do. We need to be, we need to be more comfortable about women celebrating mm-hmm. themselves because I think that's part of the problem. Yes. But people, I know that people relate to this. I, I have a small following, but it's an amazing engaged following on Instagram. And the messages I get, so I did a post similar, like it was a couple of months ago now, saying, this was me yesterday. And I looked in the mirror and this is a picture of me and I felt good. And I'm claiming that and I'm telling you that. 
And then the next day, due to, like, I believe in women's cycles, you know, certain stages yes. of your cycle that you feel great. The next day, something shifted. I was in a very similar outfit and I felt rubbish. But when you do feel good, call it out and be able, to, like you're saying, to be able to tell people. Like, for people not to judge you or just for it to become normal that we're not you're not being arrogant or I, I think it's wonderful to say if you if you feel good to own that to own it but we're not allowed that that that's the issue we are not allowed so how do we own it and not make ourselves look conceited or sound arrogant and not make the other person feel uncomfortable like I can in front of you I know I can I've said a couple of things you said something to me before you gave me a compliment I said thank you yes I love that no but as you said thank you in my head I was like oh this is refreshing (laughs) (laughs) I really thought that I really thought that I thought how refreshing taking a compliment yeah and then before you commented on my nails and then right at the end I said oh but they need doing and as I said I thought just say thank you why do you need to say that little negative bit and it's the same with clothes. I know this is said a lot. Oh, I love your skirt. Oh, it's Primark. Oh, it's, oh yeah. it, was, it was free. It's disgusting. You know, yeah. just so just just say thank you. Yeah. Own it. Just own yeah. it, right? Yeah. And I actually, the reason that I said, yes, thank you, this is totally my jam. Yes. I think were my words. Yes. I totally took on board what you, what you had complimented me on because I felt safe with you. Well, that was, I can't tell you how refreshing it was to hear you say that. And I think that's obviously what we have in common is this love yes. of just celebrating women. Because I think we're we're superstars. I think it's... I know, honestly. God. I think, no, really. I think we're amazing. <laughs> amazing. We are, aren't we? But, and conversations <laughs> like this, just, they make you feel more alive. And it's just, as I mentioned to you before, this is such a lovely, rare opportunity not to be in someone's wardrobe or taking them shopping. Yet, and... I'm, you know, I may be losing out financially, but I am gaining so much more from this conversation. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. So we've jumped a few stages, which is, which is fine. Um, But I do, I do really want to get into the how, Mm -hmm. because I know there's going to be people listening and I'm also obsessed with how. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I want people to, to walk away from this knowing how they can drop, you know, the, the the incessant dieting and the weighing and all of that stuff that you've struggled with. And you said you got therapy over it, mm-hmm. but there must have been a few more steps you went through. I really believe the best thing to do is to start faking it. <laughs> truthfully. <laughs> truthfully. I didn't so know you were going to say that. Yeah. There's um, a book I read that really helped by uh, Body Posse Panda body positive power or something um i'll tell you so you can tell people oh she was great i heard her she, on a podcast yes yeah. yeah wonderful woman and that was the start so i've read it all i thought that's so nice for you you must feel so free that's lovely and at the end she's got a little um declaration like i declare i will stop dieting like all these bullet but stop talking badly about myself and all this stuff. i couldn't sign it when i first read it because i that wouldn't have been true because yeah. i've read the book i thought how nice for her i'm never going to get there yeah um so after- but it's interesting that you that you open that you that you opened the book. Yes. So so what took you to get to that book, if you know what I mean? Knowing like, I needed to make a shift and being because of the depression, knowing that I had to make a change and had to put on some weight for my body and my brain to function better yeah, yeah. and be okay with putting on the yeah. weight. Because for being slim for three years I thought it brought me happiness. 
but it but it brought quite the opposite. So yeah. I knew I knew I had to make for my mental health. I knew I had to put weight on and be comfortable and not restrict myself around so much food. So it was kind of like I I need to do this. So I read the book. I thought it was lovely, and I just started faking it a bit. So relaxing, like pinching a chip off my kid's plate in order for my kids to see me. My, yes. my kids, all they thought I did was eat salads, which I did. So I needed to show them that it's okay for me to... Like, mummy will have a bite of that. I found it difficult. Yes. Really difficult, but I was doing it for them. So started that way. Nodding and then it's, So it, I think, it's, I think it's, it's faking it and then slowly stop picking yourself apart in the mirror, saying nice things to yourself in the mirror. <gasps> I'm a big one for that. I just I just want to pause you yes. there because there's something really important mm-hmm. you've that you've touched upon, which is the um, taking the chip off your kids' yes. plate. So because I I had exactly the same experience, I wanted them mm-hmm. to see me eating <laughs> normally yes. in inverted commas, yes. whatever the hell that is, yes. because I think the majority of us have disordered eating yes. in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Um, so the only way in which I could do that and mm-hmm. correct and I'd love to hear your experience of it, was to get myself in touch with something other than my weight. So in that moment of not eating the chip on my kid's plate, mm-hmm. it was always because I was driven by my weight, mm-hmm. driven by being smaller, driven mm-hmm. by what I looked like. Mm-hmm. But in that moment of taking the chip, or in my case, it's licking my kid's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Every time they stick something in my face, I mm-hmm. lick it. Um, they, I am, I am bringing value to that moment for something else. Yes which is being a role model to my kids. Yes. Which is obviously far more important than how much I bloody weigh. Yes. How lovely. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was a similar thing. Is, is that what pulled you through That's it? That's what got me through that. Yes. Definitely. I completely agree. And now, imagine the feeling so th- of actually doing that now and not even thinking twice. Like, like having the croissant on the way here. Or yes. That, that's where I'd love women to get to. And, and I think it's faking it for quite a while and just getting used to it and almost forcing yourself to have treats because that's what I was doing. Yeah. I didn't want to. Like, my strong mind was like, oh, gosh, my jeans won't do up. Like, I, for three solid years, I didn't cheat. Ask any <gasps> friend. No sugar. Ju- and I became a vegetarian as well, so really unhealthy because all I was basically eating was fruit and vegetables. No carbs. Obsessed obsessed with becoming smaller and now I'm taking it's almost like it sounds cheesy but taking up more space like is, isn't a bad thing taking up more space which is I'm, I'm that's well, great you're, well you're standing in your space in my space but also happy to take up a bit more space like I don't want to be small and weak yeah. you know standing standing strong you do have a very vibrant energy about you and you have a vibrant energy online but then when I opened the door to you it's like oh my god what a beautiful grand woman you are I mean that thank you so I'm so pleased that I got to meet you at this stage of your journey oh me too me too I still struggle Mm -hmm. I'll be honest I don't think I'm where you are I think I've been where you are but I've maybe I've slipped back Mm -hmm. so and I have been so conflicted about this oh just of the pen and perhaps you can help me mm-hmm. um ultimately i feel better <laughs> and i am all for body positivity yes. of course you know no, i you're am you're being honest this is great because lots of people say this to me i know what you're going to say go on i feel better mm-hmm. when i am smaller mm-hmm. i don't and i don't have to be small to how i was mm-hmm. but 
So at the end of this summer, for example, when I just let the whole thing go, mm-hmm. because I, that's what I do on holiday yeah. now, because holidays used to be a very, very stressful period mm-hmm. for me, but now this holiday I was so excited to go away without any of this baggage of mm-hmm. well, how much weight I'm going to put on. That's an amazing step, though. It's an itself. amazing step. Yeah. But I came back from holiday yeah. feeling like a hippo. Right. I felt disgusting. Yes. And mainly because I hadn't eaten particularly well. I'm an absolute advocate of health and well-being, as, I've, as I'm hearing that you are too. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done that. Like, I hadn't been training a lot. I mm-hmm. hadn't been moving a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd been very sedentary. Mm-hmm. I've been eating loads of crap, which makes me feel like crap. You know, then my migraines come back and all of that. So... I have struggled so much to find what my balance is. Mm-hmm. And I and I think balance is an ever-moving thing, and I don't know if I'm ever going to find it. Mm-hmm. I find it for maybe a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, there's parts of me that I get so upset with myself that I feel better when I'm smaller. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to fall into that bracket anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be this incredible women's advocate and this, you know, be who you want to be, be how you want to mm-hmm. be, and embrace exactly who you are for how you are. I believe in that so wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. and yet I struggle. But you saying that is allowing, I, I reckon probably 90% of people listening completely are relating more to what you're saying. A completely, that, that's how majority of women feel. And you saying that is helping women because it's like, I can't believe I'm saying what I'm saying. And being I love okay. what you're saying. No, I'm right. sure, yes, thank you. I but love it. I, if if I could say to the people listening, I truly can't believe that I'm here, and it's only been about six months, that by doing what you're doing and saying wholeheartedly that you long to, you will feel that way. You will get a, a, something just came up for me. You know, if you've got like um, a spot on your face and you're having a conversation with someone, but you haven't looked in the mirror for ages, and all you're thinking about is the spot, and it, almost in your head it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yes. And then you look in the mirror, you're like, oh, it's actually not that big. Like yeah. I feel like that's probably the same as when you came back from holiday and you felt huge and yes. like you put on a lot. Of, you're actually not that. It's it's all in, I know. in your head. It's I like know. a similar kind. Of, I know. I know. But I also I think it's really um, admirable how honest you're being, and that will help a lot of women because it's hard. Because I've I've done it for thirty six. Well, not thirty six years, but since probably I was about six or seven, there's always been something in my head. Yeah, and I guess I guess what I'm. What, where I'm at with it is I have let it go completely. I, there have been periods of my life where I have eaten what I want, not trained in the gym, or, or I've always trained in the gym because I've enjoyed it, but not to the extent mm-hmm. and not with such a purpose of being mm-hmm. slim, but because I want to move mm-hmm. and I enjoy exercising my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it that also doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. So... Because it's about being happy, isn't it? It's about being happy in your own skin. Mm-hmm. So, really, I'm probably happy now. The the weight that I am, the amount of exercise that I do, the way in which I eat. Mm-hmm. But I'm still pretty restricted. Mm-hmm. But I guess this time round... Okay, something's... Okay, it's, I'm having a light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. This time round, I'm choosing it consciously and intentionally that's wonderful it's not choosing me that's amazing does that make sense but that must be quite freeing for you well i've only just realized this in this this moment because because when you talk about the chatter Mm -hmm. and i love that that i love that expression Mm -hmm. that chatter of Mm -hmm. you can only eat chicken and vegetables Mm -hmm. because it will make you slimmer Mm -hmm. now it that's not the conversation i'm having with myself Mm -hmm. it's 
actually I'm choosing to eat chicken and vegetables because it makes me feel good mm -hmm. and it gives me loads of energy mm -hmm. and I'm I'm more energized and I'm happier and I'm just feel better about myself when I eat that way mm -hmm. and then at the weekend if I want to go out and you know eat what I want I do yes so so I, yeah so I guess I've I've really struggled through this process and one thing that came up in this whole body positivity movement, which mm -hmm. is which has come up fairly recently, yes. which I have absolutely loved, yeah. is body neutrality. Yes. So, where you can be neutral about your body, mm -hmm. and I heard it on a podcast a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I was in the gym. I remember exactly where I was. Yeah. And I, I kind of just put everything down, and I'm like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this mm -hmm. is me." Mm -hmm. I couldn't get to a place where I loved my body. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, mm -hmm. and. I'm aware that I'm a slim woman. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't get, I couldn't get there. And mm -hmm. then I was driving myself mad and, and beating myself up. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, I've got another option. I don't have to love my body. I just have to not hate it. Yes. I'd agree with that. So what do you think about all that? I, no, I think it's wonderful. And I think that's a stepping stone. And I, I think that that's a good place for women to start. And it's a wonderful place to be. But I do believe that's a stepping stone to yeah. actually getting to love your body. I, yeah. Um, it's a, I don't know, I can't explain, like, just an example. The, the main reason I've started this because of my daughter, to, for having a, it should be for my son as well. How old's your daughter? She's six. Right. And she's going to be super tall. So it's kind of like, I just don't want her to go through that same process. And it all started, maybe, like, even when I was at my slimmest, she used to, like, and I'd get naked in front of her and all sorts, she, she sort of prodded my bottom, she goes, Mummy, you've got a very big bottom. <laughs> and I said, so Scott, uh, my husband was there, and he sort of went, oh, like, what's going to happen here? And I went, do you know what, Marley, I do, and I'm okay with that. So just, like, little things like that, Beautiful. like, except, women are so mortified when, some, some, like, to hear something like yes. that. Like, yes. or to hear almost worried like say if my mum was there she would have been like oh no this is yes. what an awful thing to say yes calling these things out you know well I think when your identity is very much based on what you look like yes that's when it's a very wobbly ground mm -hmm. to sit on so if someone then tells you something about your body mm -hmm. that is not overly how how you want it to be talked mm -hmm. about your identity comes into question doesn't it but don't you think doing things like this and what you're doing with your podcast is giving you even more of an identity, a, a stronger and almost oh, better identity? I mean, like a proper one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, something that... Again, yeah, Sorry, on. I was going to say, but don't get me wrong, I get it as well. You know, I sit here in clothes and makeup and, and I like to make myself feel better. You, I'm not going to go the other extreme. But what what you're doing now and what... like Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going off on one now. But yes, your identity is so much more from what you're doing with this work. Yes. And that's exactly how I want what I want to be known for. Like mm -hmm. if I wasn't here tomorrow and it's the same for you, mm -hmm. what would people say about mm -hmm. me? And not that I'm bothered about what people think of me because I'm there's few people I'm, I'm bothered about what mm -hmm. people think. There's few the people that I love and that are in my life, like my daily life, they're the ones that I care about what mm -hmm. they think of me. Outside of that, not that bothered. Um don't you think that's confidence, though? Uh, yes, and a lot of <laughs> a lot of therapy, yes. a lot of coaching, yeah. and a lot of self-reflection, right? For sure. Mm. Um, but if I wasn't here tomorrow, how would people remember me? Right. That's the better way of putting it, I guess. Yeah. And it wouldn't be she had a six-pack. 
it goes back to what I was saying before about what they say about your funeral. Yeah. And it's the same for you now. Like you're leaving, leaving, not going anywhere. But you're <laughs> stop being so morbid, Nicole. You're you're creating a real legacy for yourself and a real and a real identity for yourself, the one that you are meant to be. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. So so work. I've always done fun styling work, you know, celebrity bits and pieces, and I thought that's what made me proud. But talking about things like this and helping women with things like this is like it's a whole new meaning. It's a whole, honestly, there's there's nothing better, and I'm sure you feel that way with everything I do. You're doing. I do. I um, well, because I was also in um, when I was in hairdressing for many years. I was in TV and all yeah. of that stuff, and I and I loved it at the time. But now I have a different. It's just a different purpose, and and I still love making women look prettier because I believe that in it's still for a woman and I think this will never change I, I really don't maybe this is a controversial thing to say but when a woman looks better she feels better that's how I have a career I couldn't have, we've come from similar backgrounds yeah. then that's funny isn't it maybe our paths uh, crossed on some shit we'll talk about it after <laughs> yeah, yeah um that's that's how I help women on with my styling and personal shopping and uh, mums who just had a baby and they just that awful feeling of that postpartum that six weeks and just I just tell them like grab a hairband and a lipstick and you just feel so much better yes. so okay. I completely agree with what you're saying that by making you know the, the best of your appearance and helping you feel yes yeah, so that kind of contradicts well exactly that's what I was gonna say yes. but isn't this also part of the problem yes Yes, it is. I've kind of like shot so myself put, in the foot there. Well, but no, I, but it's no, not. But I'm with yes, you. That's why I've been yes. so. I get so conflicted yes, about it. Yes, you're right. But maybe taking away the aspect of our size and our weight and what we eat that will take the edge off. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I'm not telling everyone to like you know, body accept and go out wearing anything or don't dye your grey hairs or you know it's. It, I know what I'm saying is contradicting myself slightly, but like I think it's about being in choice. Yes, I think it's about being in choice, and um, because when I and I'm I'm going to ask if it was the same for you mm. when I was back going back to when I was at my leanest mm -hmm. again, I wasn't in choice. Mm -hmm. Like I said, well, it chose me. Mm -hmm. I I felt stuck and and overpowered by this need to be better slimmer whatever it was choosing me but mm -hmm. the minute I stood up and say actually I don't choose this now I'm choosing something else I think there's a there's a shift there mm -hmm. so would you how was that for you in terms of you know those three years when you didn't cheat at all mm -hmm. were you in choice I think that's the thing I've got such a strong um sort of ego and what's the word like not determination um i once i'm set a goal that's it i'll stick to it like i'm i'm a bit obsessive with things like that so for me it was kind of like calling myself out on instagram by saying this is what i'm choosing to do yeah i'm choosing to put weight on to be happier yeah and oh, so brave but that but it helped me because i don't like to like fail at things Right. I, I almost had to go the other... Does that make so sense? So gave you accountability. That's it. So by calling it out, it feels so much better than than we're kind of taught to be a bit shamed by these things and like 
you know, go smaller. We I feel are. We're so we're taught to. We are so taught to be ashamed of putting on weight or anything. Like a, a, I'm a size eight shoe, and I'm not flinching by saying that. For years, I would never say that. I'm five foot ten, and it's perfectly fine to have size eight feet. But as women, we're taught to be small, petite. Yeah. yeah. About you need to be like five or a six. Yeah. And, you know, in school, you're like your peers and. Uh, comparison and all that kind of stuff it kind of and we automatically make it wrong yes don't we yes because it's not the norm no it's not what we are conditioned and to I do. don't want our kids to have that my daughter told me she doesn't like her thumbs the other day she doesn't like the shape of her thumbs mm. I said there's nothing you can do about your thumbs I mean she is in a stage where she is just pulling herself to pieces and it's hard to watch and I get it I get it all um, but you know she's 11 and she's not really going to understand half of what I tell her, or listen to it either. Mm-hmm. I says, you have th- there is no point in hating your thumbs. They will never, ever change, no matter how long you hate them for. You might as well work on accepting them. And then she just told me that I didn't understand and stalled off to her room. But you saying that's amazing. What a role model. She, she, she will get it. Or maybe say to <laughs> start appreciate because that's what you used to text. Yeah. If you didn't have them. Well, she told me, then it goes into, I hate my legs. What are you talking about? Your legs take you places in life. But that's where this all first, that's very interesting. Around 11, 12, like the start of secondary school, this is yeah. when this all started for me because we used to get um, ready for um, evening ins yeah. or like these discos and parties. And I was in with the popular crowd at school. So everyone was just incredible looking and had these amazing bodies, what I thought. And one by one, we used to get dressed and stand in front of the mirror and people, oh, I hate my nose or I hate my tongue or like plus. And I remember seeing this, I was like, are you are you 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 must be lying to us right now because all you can see is like this flat stomach and yeah. it's almost like this claim to say what we don't like about yes. ourselves. Yes. So I really want that to change for our kids' generation. I wonder if that that's so interesting actually that it became that's how you connected. Yes. And so belonged. you had to start saying what you didn't like, whereas I, I still think women do that. They do. They do. But I I grew, I'm very fortunate, and also I think it's important for me to say this that my husband loves my curves, has never criticised once, and my mum does too. So I have a lot of clients that start um, with this sort of styling experience by saying, um, oh, my husband told me I looked awful on Saturday night, I don't like, like, you know, he doesn't like this, and he thinks that my thighs look big. Or that, that I don't think I'd be able to be this positive and this great if I didn't have... Well, you also probably wouldn't be able to be married to him. True. No, but so many people are, but, you know... No, like, I get that, but it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work for me either. No. And I love what you just... I mean, it's like meeting my soul sister. Oh. Because my husband yeah. absolutely loves my curves. Yeah. And he would like me to have more curves. Yeah. And at the end of every holiday, when yeah. I feel, like I said, a hippopotamus, he tells me, like, the last couple of days, oh, you look so lovely. And he's, like, all touchy-feely yeah. with me. He can't get enough of me yeah. when I'm feeling at my worst. How lucky are we, though? Because there's probably people listening that have the opposite. So I feel like they've got an even bigger hurdle to, yes. to jump and I really feel for them but it is possible and try and get that from your girlfriends because women build each other up and if you're not getting it from where you need it women 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 can build each other up <laughs> you're right you're right <laughs> and I'm underlying you're right can yes but there must be some people in your life that will so choose to I be around them I don't know about you I mean it's a fair few you know, you're going to have a handful of women that are going to be their total supporters mm-hmm. of you. I mean, well, there is in my life. And they're wonderful and I couldn't live without them. Mm-hmm. But I think outside of that, women are cutthroat. 
nasty, bitchy. It's all from places of, as you know. I know. I know. They don't mean it. They're just unhappy. They don't mean it, but it again, it it chips at you. And it creates more of a problem, which is why my okay, my eight-year-old. She was. She told my eleven-year-old they were having a conversation. I have two girls, and she said to she said to Daisy, "Oh, I saw such and such today. Someone that Daisy knows." And and Daisy's like, "Oh yeah," because she's got a really big bottom. And I went absolutely apeshit. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, they probably looked at me like I was absolutely mad. And <laughs> they I said hit the her, trigger. Yeah, I yeah. said, "You cannot talk about women like that. Mm-hmm. You must not describe a woman." by how she looks or how she doesn't look because that is why we have the problem that we have because other women are bashing on other women and it's got to stop mm-hmm. and I will not allow that in this mm-hmm. house. I mean, they did not remotely respond to me but I just thought it, ha- it starts at eight. She doesn't know any of it. She does now. Yes. That's, hard. That's why we have the problem that we have. Yes. No, I agree. So thank God for the supporters and the voices and the the activity that you bring to this space. Oh, thank you. Because I think the work that you're doing is not only important, it's vital for women's well-being. Yeah. And how they can feel good about themselves. And just free. Free from it. Free from it. So what would your... What would your t- I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of tips mm-hmm. in how a woman can... If she wants to. I mean, it, it takes a long time for a woman to want to let go of this need to be smaller or want to let go of the the constraints of diets and mm-hmm. routines and how, how what would you say i think the answer for me the reason why i can help is that i thought that that's what brought me would bring me happiness to be really slim and a certain size and it in fact not only did it not do that it brought the opposite yeah. And now I've let go of that. I am happier than I've ever been, and I can eat croissants <laughs> <laughs> whenever you want on a Wednesday. Whenever I want. Um, just to know it doesn't bring happiness, and I'm sure it's the same about money or or other things as well. Like we th- we're always striving for something, but if we just relax and enjoy our lives, let let it go. It's just so freeing. I just want women to feel this way. Let it go. Let it go. What do you want them to let go of? If they could let go the, of the, the inner voice that tells them when they're in a restaurant that they must order a certain thing, or if they have a few spoonfuls of a dessert, then they've got to go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. Or just the constant chatter. Yeah. This is the constant beating themselves up, mm-hmm. isn't it? And what is it you, you want for women? To put their, their focus on their body image into something else. And to sort of step into their true power. Because as soon as I stop doing that, I've now found this, which is so much more than my... I've always loved my career and always been proud of my career. But having conversations like this, like I just feel like I've, I'm stepping into who I'm meant to be. So if somebody that... A lot of your listeners will be young mums and, you know, everything's about the kids. And maybe some of them have gone off to school now and it's a change for them. Instead of going to the gym all the time or, you know, concentrating so much on their appearance, start reading more or, I don't know, if they were singers at school, start having singing lessons or, yeah. Do the things that you love. That's it. Yeah. Life's so short. I know. Tune into the things that you truly love and let go of the stuff that doesn't make you happy. 
Absolutely. It's quite simple, really, isn't it? It's not when you get down to the nitty-gritty, but it is It is simple. And, and I want to be honest as well, I still have that, like, I actually haven't had a bad day in a long time, but I was in New York in the summer, and I was in a bikini, and I was a bit like, eh. like, I still have my moments. So I'm not like this saint that, well, maybe I'm getting there, though, because I don't know if I would have an issue now. But it's, it's, a, it's a process, you know? It's a process of trying to accept yourself and just enjoy and live our lives. Thank you. And it is a complete process and I love, and I feel like you have um, achieved in six months what I haven't, haven't quite been able to yet in, how long has mine been? Mine's been two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and mine is a work in progress. So it's women like you that totally inspire me to, to love myself more and to be more comfortable in my own skin. And, Every time I think that my work here is done in terms of that, there's always, I can always dig a little bit deeper and I think it's the same for every single one of us. Well, coming from you, somebody that loves women that much and does what you do means loads. So thank you. Thank you so much thank for coming Thank you, on. I've loved it. On our final note, if women want to get in touch with you for some personal styling or whatever it is you offer, how, do, how can they do that? Everything's on my Instagram. So it's at Stevie B Style Fashion. Great. Thank Thank you. You have been listening to the Female in Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Goodman. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this podcast and found value in it, please, please go and give it a share to all of your friends that you think would love it. And feel free to write a review because Apple Podcasts absolutely love that. And that means that I can keep bringing femaling to you every single week. For more of my work, you can find me on all social media channels. Instagram at Nicole Goodman underscore coach, Facebook at Nicole Goodman life coach. Just type in at Nicole Goodman. You will find me somewhere. Thank you again for joining me today. This has been Femaling. And remember, it is the most exciting time to be a woman.